0: Welcome back to Making It So, a get into geek podcast. I'm your host Craig, and my co-host Maddie.
1: Maddie, hey, we all mate. Oh, stop trying to hit on me, Jesus, Jesus. What?
0: How am I trying to hit on you?
1: Ask Ahura. Apparently, just introducing yourself to someone is is hitting on oh, someone okay. these days.
0: I was like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> I'm starting early. I'm going
0: in. Yeah, Ooh, It's almost what Kirk was <laughs> trying to do according hell to Ahura. Yeah. yeah, according to Ahura. Ah. <laughs> uh, we're covering Strange New Worlds, Season 2, Episode 6, Lost in Translation. Alright. Is there any news this week that you know of, Matty? No. The only news I know of is that uh, they're playing those old scientists the next week's episode mm. at San Diego Comic Con a little bit early than okay. what we get it on TV. So, But I don't think any of the actors are allowed to talk about that because of their current strike. That would also
1: kind of be a really sucky way to watch it. Like imagine having to watch it in, not a cinema, but like Hall H type scenario where it's just like a big giant auditorium on a flat screen. Like watching a trailer for that is fine. Imagine watching a whole episode where there'd just be like fans just hooting and hollering over it. You wouldn't be able to hear what was going on. It'd be just the worst way to watch it. I
0: remember going to a Stargate convention maybe in 2006 and they showed an episode... This is back when, before we had streaming and I didn't have like pay TV or, you know, cable and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So it was like one that someone had downloaded off the internet, which probably took them three weeks at that point in time yeah. with dial-up connection. And they showed it at the convention. And yeah, it was a little bit annoying because there were so many people like hooting and hollering mm. and all that sort of stuff.
1: That sure reminds me, I'm not proud of it, but um, I never got to see Star Trek Nemesis in theatres, I believe. Oh, really? Um, I'm not sure why, but I just remember the first time seeing it, uh, it was on, not DVD, VCD or whatever Ooh, it was. Geez. Where it was like the old school VHS where only half the movie would fit on a disc. So halfway during the film, I had to swap discs and it was, yeah, it was just like a bootlegged version that was someone that had like, like filmed um, obviously in like Malaysia. When
0: we had tapes, it was like um Betamax versus VHS well Betamax came first and then it was VHS yeah. but they sort of had their bit of a battle and VHS won yeah. was it like VCD versus DVD because I know then we had Maybe. the the Sony HD DVD versus mm. Blu-ray and Blu-ray won out didn't yeah
1: it? I guess and the was it the Zune and the and, and that stuff versus the iPod, the iPod I was really kind of I, I had a Zune I had a riv- river was it, I had a river I think
0: that wasn't even in the conversation. I think that I think it was a Microsoft version or something. No, it? Microsoft was Zoom.
1: Oh, was it? Okay, it must have been <laughs> something else. And I don't know. I I had like the third or fourth one down the tier. It was, it was a gift <laughs> from a I
0: bought a Zune when I was in Baghdad <laughs> from the I, American PX. I was going to say it that, would that cost that, heaps less than it cost here. That sounds like some kind of prostitute. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, sorry, shall we...
1: Sorry, sex worker. Sorry.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, shall we get on with the synopsis? Let's do that, shall we? Ahura seems to be the only one who, who can hear a strange sound that seems to trigger terrifying hallucinations. Directed by Dan Liu and written by Onitra Johnson and David Reed. Yeah, okay, very short synopsis, that one. Right. I've Short noticed synopsis
1: for an overly long episode
0: well oh, yeah i've I've actually noticed that uh this season of strange new worlds compared to say Picard the synopsises are much shorter as well so it's
1: i believe I believe the plural is synopses is synopses, it like, not is synopsises it, is it like nemesis where the plural goes that way
0: it's not nemesi <laughs> 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 uh Overall, what did you think of this episode, Matty? Are we, are we, are you going to, are you going to, oh, is
1: before or after we press the, that one? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Red alert. Okay. So we do get into massive spoilers for this episode. If you haven't seen the episode, please pause it right, this right now and go and watch the episode, unless you like to be spoiled. If you like to be spoiled, Mm. listen in. Then go watch the episode. Maybe you'll pick up more watching the episode after listening to us. I don't know. You know, We've literally just watched the episode, sat down. Now we're recording this, so we're going to miss things. Yeah, it's the way it is. But hey, spoil yourself.
1: Something the makeup department seemed to miss is Nurse Chapel's, well, Jess Bush's tattoos.
0: Did they miss that or does she just run tattoos? Well, Nurse Chapel... The old Nurse Chapel never had them. Maybe she had them lasered by that time.
1: Mm, maybe. or yeah. Maybe See? she had her hands cut off and had new bio ones put on that don't have tattoos. That would be cool.
0: So she can grip Spock at the same level.
1: Hey, I didn't say they were... Nope. <laughs> that one new leg that Nog got wasn't like
0: a super leg. It was just a normal
1: leg. Just <laughs> it's not X-Men. She's not getting superpowers.
0: No, well, maybe that's Una gets superpowers later. Mm. That's why we get X Men versus Star Trek. She'll
1: turn to she'll turn into that um energy, and that's where she actually went this whole time. Did you ever
0: see that book, or was it comic? It was uh, Next Generation and X Men back I don't in the think day. Think so. No, it was like a. I've
1: seen like Next Gen and maybe like Transformers. Power Rangers versus Justice League is pretty badass. Oh really? I've not yeah. seen that one. Um, uh, Kimberly summons the pterodactyl zord. And swoops down and picks up Batman in the Batmobile and ends the fight like that. That's excellent. But oh. then, as she's flying away, gloating, Superman flies up next to the pterodactyls and like knocks on the window and be like, "You want to put my buddy down?"
0: I'd like to see Teenage Mutant Ninja
1: Turtles mm. versus Samurai Pizza Cats. Ooh. Well, Ninja Turtles <laughs> exist in the same universe as Power Rangers because they had they had a um uh, uh what do you call it a crossover episode
0: of Power Rangers or really Power
1: Rangers and Ninja Turtles. Really, remember that live action Ninja Turtles um show in like the late nineties, early two thousands, where they had the chick as well. There was like the four Ninja Turtles and there was Venus De Milo.
0: No, I don't remember that. Oh, at okay, all. well
1: yeah, they had a they had an overlap episode. I've they were done a lot of drinking since then. They were on the moon with the Power Rangers, and for some reason they could breathe oxygen while they're on the moon. It was a lot.
0: <laughs> the nineties were a wild time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. All right, so what do we think of this episode, Maddie? Overall, what do you think? Meh. A bit meh, a bit meh. Yeah, it it wasn't the most exciting episode. I did like the like the horror ref, like the horror things in it. I thought that was pretty cool. Like not really done a lot in Star Trek. <sighs> yeah, I just the makeup was excellent on that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just feel like if you're gonna do a a horror episode, go all in. Like I feel like last season with that Gorn episode, yeah, they went all in. Oh, they're yeah. Like they're like, okay, we're just we're just full on ripping off Aliens here, and it's like, and I feel like. Fandoms appreciate that they go, yeah, okay, no, I respect that. That's you. You guys are hanging a lantern on it. You like, we know that you know that we know that you know that you're just doing aliens. It's fine. We're totally down for that. Whereas this was kind of all over the place. Like it wasn't horry enough to be a horror episode. It wasn't emotional enough to be like
0: a cathartic cry episode. A lot of the time um, with Strange New Worlds, you could probably let your kids watch it but this episode and definitely that Gorn one you could yeah, yeah you'd have to be like whoa. yeah you'd watch yeah, it it there's first. a lot
1: of a lot of blood which we don't you know we right. don't often see a lot
0: but it was good to see um, hammer again yeah like even though it was like a sort of like a video that had been taken of him previously doing stuff which we never saw on screen actually happen mm. but it was nice to see him but then yeah obviously we got to see like zombified hammer which was pretty cool yeah that
1: was pretty confronting that was like whoa. and that, yeah that looked really really good i I don't think Kirk needed to be in this episode at all. I'm not sure why he was there.
0: No, it was a lot of, like, it it was his first actual meeting of Pike. It was his first actual meeting of Spock. Mm. It was his first meeting of Chapel. Uhura. Uhura. Um, His first actual meeting of, like, in person of La'an. And it looks like his
1: first actual time on the Enterprise. Yeah, it was his first time. They did make a meal out of him beaming on board. Like there was a cool sort of sweeping shot, and he's like, whoa, nice shit. But I don't know. It just felt like too many steps. Like Pike, between episodes, has. He's now a fleet captain. Well, temporarily. Yes. And I'm just trying to find because I did see a little snippet of next week's episode on my TikTok, and I was just trying to find it. I don't think he has his fleet captain badge on next week. So he says in this episode a couple of times it's just temporary while he's in the nebula with the Farragut and the um the collector thing and the collector gets destroyed and obviously the Farragut buggers off. So it's like okay, we're gonna put Pike we're gonna make him a fleet captain for an episode. And it is and then side note, it's weird that well, their ranks are on their wrists, so why would they give him a different badge if ranks are on wrists? But that's another. Rush. Oh, because he's still
0: thing. a captain, I guess, and then maybe that's just like that. Separate yeah, but a, thing a like junior grade it.
1: lieutenant is still a lieutenant, as opposed to a full lieutenant. But they would have different stripes on their on. You know what I mean? Like it's a weird thing for the rank insignia to suddenly be on your chest, not on your wrists. Anyway, so it's like okay, we're gonna make Pike a fleet captain, and then basically sideline him for most of the episode. Then we're gonna bring. Well, we've made him a fleet captain so that we can have the other ship there. We literally didn't even see the Farragut, did we? No, we didn't the at nebula. all. In Nebula, didn't even see it at all. So it did nothing. It, it added nothing to the episode except for the fact that Kirk was on board.
0: We got a couple of cool little references out of it as well, like uh, the ship where he was born. Oh, the Kelvin. The Kelvin, yeah. They, he yeah. mentioned the Kelvin, obviously. Well, that was, know, that was, like yeah, that dad was and him and, uh, what's his brother's Sam. name? Sam.
1: That was him and Sam talking. So I get like, you know, he's there to visit with Sam. But then he's just kind of on the ship helping. Like at no point is he reported back to his captain or done anything. nothing no one on the Farragut gets involved. No one on the Farragut is hearing the same things O'Hura is hearing. But it just it just seemed like one step too far. It's like for a show that's at its core supposed to be, hey, we're gonna show you the years before Kirk was on board the Enterprise, and then this is now like the third episode in sixteen. Where he's kind
0: of the main character. What they could have done, I think, is instead of having, uh, was it Ramirez that, was it Ramirez, the dude, or Ramon, sorry? Ramon. Ramon. Wow,
1: That's super racist if it's like they get one, uh, you know, Spanish character and there's
0: like, we're going to call him Ramon Ramirez. Yeah. I had Ramirez in my brain because <laughs> I just uh, watched Highlander the other oh, day. Oh, right, right, right. Um, which was played by a Scottish man. Anyway. <laughs> Um, What they could have done is they could have had Sam play, like, the Ramon type of thing, and then they had to bring Kirk in some way to help his brother. That would have been a better way of doing it, I'd say.
1: But even Sam had barely anything to do in this episode. Like, it was obviously a very Uhura-heavy episode. Yeah. And she needed a sidekick. So why bring in a guest character? Why not make one of the other main characters on the Mm, show? Who
0: could they have used, Maddie? Mm,
1: Who's just sitting around doing Who's just flying the ship? Not
0: even <laughs> doing that, just
1: sitting in a nebula, just, just in park. Um, but it could have been anybody. It could have. I mean, I know we obviously just had a big, like, Chapel and Spock episode last week, but it's like she did go to them first and Chapel was definitely very, like, oh, don't, you're just tired. Let me give you something to make you nap. Whereas I feel like Spock was very much... Well, it could be this, it could be... He was just, like, volleying back and forth with her. And I feel like if she hadn't gone off in a huff to go and drink at the bar and pretend she was getting hit on when she wasn't, he would have actually helped her. He could have been the sidekick. Or Mbenga. Or... could They could have picked any character. She could have had more to do with Pellia. It could have been Pellia. I mean, I did like the whole Pellia-Una thing. Oh, we'll talk that about was, that in a minute, yeah. That was interesting. But, yeah, and obviously, yeah, Old Love... Um, uh, sitting up on the bridge, just not doing anything. She had like two lines this whole episode. I just, yeah, just... And like, we've already had a big Uhura episode last season. So I guess this must be her one for this season. But as also, we also did Nebula-looking aliens last season. Yeah, that's true. Um, As well. So I'm like... And it was kind of just a repeat of Uhura's episode last season where she had to like... Remember, it was like she had to sing to communicate with them. Yep. It was that. Be- it was just kind of that
0: all over again. Well, the, the episode uh, itself, like they like doing this in probably more this than other Star Trek where they start with a voiceover like Log. Like mm. not all Star Trek episodes start that way. No, but more But a, a well a lot A lot do. Yeah. But yeah, this one started with Uhura talking about uh, a star nursery nebula full of deuterium. And then we got to see it, and visual looked very cool. The
1: whole episode was visually... so Like, watching Ramon, like, get blown out of the nacelle looked really, really cool. Um, the Yeah, like I said before, the shot sort of circling around Kirk as he beams in was... Visually... Explosion. Yeah, visually looks really, really good, but I just want a bit more substance and a mm. bit
0: more... I think... Interest. I one know. of the things these days I've noticed with streaming services, they because they can spend more money than network television, they really Mm. go much more heavier on the visuals than story sometimes. Mm. And could we be going down? Like, it's always easy to do with sci-fi, go for those cool space shot visuals and those sexy starship shots and nebulas and all that sort of stuff. But could they be using that a little bit too much instead of enhancing the story? Well, um, like the story is generally pretty good. I
1: mean, mean, you know, writer's strike aside, it's like, the writer gets paid the same amount of money to write the episode doesn't matter if it's a good episode or a bad episode the writer still gets paid the same amount of money to to write it so it's like they've got a good writing staff we know that we've seen some phenomenal episodes um, oh yeah in this series so far so I, I don't mind the money they're putting into the visuals that's fine oh no but, that's great um i don't i don't think the i don't think the story is suffering because of it i just think yeah like i just i just want like, even, like, I'm still going through my own grieving process, and it's, like, that whole scene towards the end of, of Uhura talking about her grieving, I was kind of numb to that. I didn't believe anything that the two of them were actually saying in that in that yeah, whole okay. scene. Like, Uhura talking about losing her entire family a few years ago, like three or four years ago, whatever it may be. As far as I'm aware, this is the first time we're hearing about no, it. In no, the no, show. We,
0: we heard about it in the first season. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a bit, bit of a thing in an episode. Yeah, right. You know.
1: But it, she's she's going on about how she can't deal with it. And it's like, well, the fact that she's getting out of bed every day, putting on a uniform and going to work, she's dealing with it. Yeah, she, absolutely. She doesn't think that she has a coping me- mechanism she's for grief. She's still quite young as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but her saying that she doesn't have a coping mechanism for grief is a false statement because she does. And then, so it's like the, the buck up speech that Kirk gives her to me falls on deaf ears because she does have a coping mechanism and it's like, and then she says, Oh, you know, okay. And then, and then last year hammer died and it brought it all back up again. But again, it's like, unless I see a, a big improvement in Uhura as a character, F- moving forward after this episode, I don't buy it. I do remember being very put off by her in episode one of this season when we first meet Pellia, and Ohura's is being very anal on the bridge about no, this is this is my station. I'm an ensign. You me, me, me. and it's like, calm down.
0: I think that was just her the the writer's way of letting us know that she'd been promoted.
1: Yeah, but I'm also... Like, it was very off-putting. And then this episode, she was very off-putting again. Like, obviously... Well, that's I've, another I've, thing. I've riffed
0: on it a few times, is her
1: thinking Kirk was hitting on her just by... She sat down next to him and... Now, I I think this is where the writers can get a little bit confused. Like, it's not like they were sitting down at a public bar somewhere. They were on a starship. They're yeah, in, both like, the Starfleet officers, mess, officers sitting down. That's a work colleague. I mean, not all, not all like... uh places of work have bars in the middle of them, but it's like... We do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, that was just another officer, a uh, superior officer, by the way, given yep. that he's a lieutenant. G'day, my name's Jim. I'm introducing myself. G'day, nice to meet you. And she's... Now, look, I'll quite happily play that off as she's in a bad mood. She's cranky. She hasn't had a sleep. She's having weird hallucinations, blah, blah, blah. She's cranky. So I'm hoping this episode going forward now, she's quote-unquote, like, air quote, dealt with her um grieving issues and we'll see
0: less trauma, Uhura.
1: Yeah, and just a just a nicer, you know, kind of yeah. less, I don't know, jarring I just,
0: Uhura, a nicer yeah. person.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't
0: like her. But the actress herself, just from what I've seen, comes off as quite a nice person and the character generally seems okay. Sometimes she seems a little bit too sure of herself for someone that's so mm. new. And that can be annoying. Mm. But, yeah, like, and she did say, like, oh, like when she was talking with Pelia, Pellia and her were like, oh, this is like the first time we've really spoken to each other or have spoken to each other. Well, no, when we first met Pellia, um, Uhura was like, oh, you're a Lanthanite. And she's like, how did she, because she recognized yeah, she the, it accent. the accent. So the writers missed that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, and
1: they also, and I mean, I said it during it, but I'll I'll let it slide this time because it was, you know, a vision put in her head by aliens. Yes, I know what you're talking about now. But the view screen cracking like glass and shattering like glass. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Windows in Star Trek are not glass. They're transparent aluminium. So,
0: So listeners, this is where I'm about to stir Maddie up. Okay. Why didn't they just open up the emergency exit? (laughs) 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 <laughs> Matty was just thinking, no, he's not going to stir me up here. <laughs> I didn't
1: know where well, you were going with that. Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and obviously, obviously, what was it? Search for, no, Voyage Home when they travel back in time. Yeah. They established transparent aluminum, uh, aluminium, as we say here. Um, aluminum. And then there's even an episode of Next Generation where like Data's like scanning intent forward and he's like, Oh, the and he's scanning the window being like, oh, the aluminium in the window is holding a residual electro- electronic charge. Like, it's a thing. It exists. Mm-hmm. I mean, most series were guilty of it. Like, obviously, like in Generations, when the D crashes on Viridian 3, 2, whatever it is, um, it pans up to where the escape hatch should be, which is... Um, the, in the ceiling and it's kind of it looks like shattered glass but it could just be like broken bits of clear metal so that, I'll, I'll let that one aside. you don't actually see like shards of glass I don't think but yeah if you're going to write an episode of Star Trek you've got to be open to
0: criticism yeah and, from the fans and the, the, the
1: sweaty's going well there's 50 years of um, legacy behind it that you're making your money off well of. not enough money apparently um, so yeah like if you're going to if you're going to write it write it correctly
0: so as uh, Pike was on the bridge at the start there, and because I'd already noticed that he had a different like badge on his uniform, and then Una comes in with a, a bit of sass, and she's like, "Oh, I was afraid that I would I'd miss the speech. <laughs> like that well, was I do, that was I do pretty like cool." they
1: like back and forth. They've got a really good um, rapport.
0: Yeah, they do. And the they mentioned the Gorn again because they were like, "Oh, we're close to Gorn space." Mm, yeah, which as is like well.
1: the reason why they wanted.
0: To sort that the, station, the gas out. station there. Yeah,
1: yeah, and obviously we've.
0: So we've we're definitely building up to. I I don't. Do you think it's going to be like the last episode or two where we really get into the Gorn yeah, stuff? Yeah, we've and it'll spoken be like
1: about. We've spoken, remember? Because the last episode of this season is called "Um, Um, Hegemony." Or he- well, that's Hegemony true. Or whatever we it did speak about that? Didn't so. We? Um, so yeah, obviously it's going to be a Gorn heavy um, finale, and I think I've seen some interviews where they talk on that, and it's like, well, we're not going to do Klingons because then it you know, runs the risk of having to deal with the whole discovery mess. Um, uh, and yes, if you're playing bingo at home, there's the one, there's the, <laughs> there's a the mention of discovery. Um, <coughs> but um, yeah. And, and the Gorn isn't something that's been overly used in other Trek shows. So I think it's good that, that strange new worlds is kind of making it their thing.
0: One thing I really did like about this episode, because we've only seen it one other time before that I can remember in the entirety of Trek over the last 60 years, mm. is we saw the Basar collectors working again. Yeah, that was fun. And when was the first time we ever saw it that you can remember, Matty? Uh
1: Probably Insurrection. Insurrection. Mm. Yeah.
0: And I thought that was really... And the visual of them spinning up on the on the Enterprise was really cool. It was cool. very, very cool, yeah. It's, it's, and then opening, it was really sick.
1: Yeah, it reminds me also of... Um, there's the cool episode of Voyager in season seven where Voyager's landed on the planet and they're doing like major overhauls to the warp coils and you see like the nacelles kind of like open up and there's a shuttle literally lifting up like a coil out of um, cool, yeah. out of the nacelle it looks really really cool because yeah I don't think I think I don't think you're gonna fit in Voyager's nacelles I don't think I don't think they would have controls like that in there because they got little tiny baby little wee baby nacelles.
0: <laughs> uh, what did you think about the sound that Uhura was hearing? Like to me, it sounded very. It was almost like a distorted transformer. Like as in uh, the Hasbro toy.
1: Yeah, it sounded like um uh, like audio feedback to me. Mm. Like something peaking which I guess made sense. Um uh, oh yeah, side note, I'm just um I'm just I've just found a little thing of my uh, of my TikTok of the little um sneak preview of next week's episode. And yeah, Pike just is back to his normal badge again.
0: Yes. Yeah. I just saw that on my computer before. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's He's way. no longer the fleet captain. So they gave him temporary. Like, why Why what would you the point? Give- like, yeah, like, it just seems. Doing? It was just so for that one episode. Yeah. You know, like, say, oh, you're in charge of Enterprise, the station, and the Farragut. And I you can think, tell everybody what to do.
1: Yeah. I feel like we've praised it in the, the show in the past for. And Picard as well. If it's like, well, this kind of format, they can make the episode as long as they like. Yeah. When you get to episodes like this, that's what I'm like. Well, maybe they do need a 44-minute run time because that, that could have done with some edits. I think you, you could have basically cut it all the Kirk stuff, trimmed some fat, and this could have been a very nice 44-minute episode of television.
0: Yeah, I don't even know how long it was, actually, to be honest. Uh, I think it
1: was 50, 54 or 55 or something like yeah, that. Okay. I think I saw when we paused at one point.
0: Yeah, they, um, they, they definitely could have trimmed some stuff out of it. Yeah. Um. And then...
1: This is probably just me being a little too sweaty and a little too nerdy because we don't know yet how La'an's story ends, but just the idea that after everything that happened in tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, um, she sees Kirk in person this for the first time of this this version of Kirk, and he he instantly recognizes, oh Noonie and
0: Singh. Well, he recognizes her from their comms. Yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. No, that's
1: what I mean. But if if that had been it. It could have been because she didn't even really introduce herself much in that. She was just like, you know, well, quick, made it very quick, just check it in. I need something on Sam. And away it went. If that was the last time those two ever saw each other, you could be like, okay, not a problem. But it's like she sees him in this episode. He recognizes her instantly by name, says, like, you still owe me that drink, bloody bloody, blah blah, blah, blah. And in my head, at this point in time, I'm going, okay, well, if you fast forward to him meeting Khan. It would have been a perfect point for that Kirk, the old Kirk, as a way to bridge the gap between and calm, try and calm, and calm try and, yeah. yeah, and try and connect with him and talk him down. It was like, I fucked one of your great, 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 great granddaughters or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I know you have progeny here in the world now that exists that you can, you know, it
0: could, it could have been. Oh, that. that could have that could make things way worse. Right? It could you be know, like, like I'm going to go get them. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it's a, it's a little nerve-wracking to sort of see them are going to be having more continued contact. But again, like I said, I'm willing to put a pin in that and hold off until the series ends and we see what happens to La'an in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't negate the fact that he's, like, Kirk has now had this experience with La'an Noonien Singh and then we will meet her, her ancestor, Further down the track, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's a little like, why? What do we? What do we? I, I guess it's just me being impatient, being like, what are we working towards? Let's, you know, I want to know. I want to know because it is a little bit
0: like. Oh. I'm feeling that with this series of strange new worlds, say compared to Discovery, yep, tick again. <laughs> all right, that the writers are actually fans of Star Trek. And have watched a lot to a more degree. recent <laughs> Trek. Like so, there's little tiny things that are like, oh, they've actually taken note of, say, an Enterprise episode or something here and there, mm. oh, where yeah. they had the cell control. Oh,
1: last week that the great, was great. The great little touch of the nod to Vulcans smell when it comes to being around humans.
0: Yep, fantastic little touches. Vegetarians, like yeah, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Maybe they're m- more Enterprise fans because there's a lot of Enterprise references. Yeah, true. Could be. Could
1: be. Um, I think you sent me an article, um, the other day about, um, it was a, like an open letter that, um, Melissa Navia wrote just re- regarding like all her personal things with her partner passing yeah. away and stuff like that. And something I read in that, it, it did say like, it sounds like he, and I think she as well are both massive Star Trek fans because in the letter she was talking about how like he would be giving her notes on certain things like during season one or like, cause he basically moved, they're both, uh, they were both New York based and moved to Toronto or whatever it was, wherever they're filming up in Canada. It's Toronto. Um, he moved up there for the filming of season one to be with her and would just, like, give little notes and be like, no, no, I, He basically what we do. He'd be like, well, no, no, actually, this, 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 and this. Um, and would, like, be watching Deep Space Nine while making dinner for her and, you know, things like that. So they're, you know, they're big fans um, in the in the cast as well, I feel like. Um, so, yeah, a lot of the stuff they're getting very, very right. But a lot of stuff I'm like... You're making me nervous. Where are you going with this? Um, yeah, and then the just little sloppy things. Like, I feel like towards the end of the episode, like, we didn't need to blow up the collector. Like, obviously, they wanted to do
0: it because it was a big showy thing at the end. It was a great shot. And, like, great shot. When they t- they gave La'an the, uh, the go-ahead to shoot it with torpedoes, how many torpedoes come out? There would have been oh, like, like, like 10 to 12 something or something. Like and they come out so fast. It was a
1: lot. And then a pause and then a few <laughs> more. Like, Laan <laughs> L- went in. But it's, I don't know. It just it just felt a little contrived for me. So it's like, well, Ramon's been trying to, he was sabotaging the station so it wouldn't work and was
0: trying to release, the release all the aliens. deuterium.
1: But then at the end, once Uhura figured out what was going on, Una and Pelia said, "Oh, well, because of the um the damage that's been done to it, we can't shut it down. We can't shut it down now. It's just going." So they had to then blow it up, and I'm like, "Well, would that have hurt
0: the aliens?"
1: Well, no. Well, well before we get to that, it's like, well, Ramon was obviously doing a really, really bad job of sabotaging the station. If he set it up so that it couldn't be turned off once it started going. And, yeah, and then my point, I said it right as, as um, you know, the, the station was blowing up. I'm like, well, if they're trying not to hurt the deuterium, would not a giant explosion like that of, like, 10 torpedoes in this giant station, surely the deuterium's going to get a little bit, you know, at least directly around it's going to get a little bit uh, singed, if not destroyed. So I'm like, I don't know. There's better ways to do it.
0: So we also learned that Pellia knew Hemmer. And she mentioned that you know he was her well, best student, knew everyone. Oh, she's been around for a long time. Mm. Yeah, she mentioned that he was is her best student, but then she was like, "Well, no, actually, I just said that because he's dead. And he mm. was actually pretty average." <laughs> I thought that was that's it's very rough. matter of fact from Pelia. Yeah. and I
1: l- I like that. That's that's something where I'd go in like like TNG Voyager era. I'd go, oh, even the most like brazen stuff it offers is not going to be that tone deaf, are they? But for this era, when you had, like, Bones rocking around and Scotty rocking around, I'm like,
0: no, I buy that. I absolutely buy that. We <laughs> have to mention the height difference between Una, so Rebecca, and Pellia. Pellia, yeah. So, Carol Kane. Like, maybe comes up to, like, her combat. She, co- her com badge, she makes Pellia look like a homunculus.
1: Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> you know how, like, in the in the JJ movies, you've got... um. Uh, Simon Pegg playing Scotty. And he's just sort of that, like that little alligator that's guy exactly running around. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 what those two look like.
0: Yeah. Like, obviously, Rebecca is a model or was a model mm. in real life. So she's probably relatively tall. Like, yeah. Well,
1: she's, didn't we realize a couple of episodes ago, she's like taller than Pike. Yeah. By like a couple Maybe of Maybe that's inches. why his hair's always
0: puffed up. Mm. So he looks doesn't look as short. Yeah. Yeah. It's a special thing.
1: Oh, oh, someone did send me. I'll have to send it to you. I remember we were talking maybe last week or the week before. I just mentioned offhand that there's like a um, Sex and the City reboot that's going on no, at the moment. Yes. Well, someone sent me. Um, uh, Pike, as like a 20-year-old man, was in an episode of Sex and the City. as like oh. a 20- He is unrecognisable. Oh, really? Unrecognisable. Even like I went back and found the episode and watched it. You couldn't tell me in a million years that that was him if it weren't for the credits, that actually had his name on it. I was I was just like, how is that Anson Mount? It's wild. It's, it's wild.
0: So he could be Superman. Like, yeah, you know, he <laughs> takes off his glasses and no one, takes off his hair and nobody knows yeah, who he yeah, is. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Puts some black hair on and away he goes. Oh,
0: there you go. Uh, speaking
1: of, I think um, uh, Rebecca Romaine, Una, I'm pretty sure Spock's not the only one with some stunt eyebrows. I think, I think she's wearing some fakey eyebrows as well. Yeah, they're very straight. And obviously Rebecca Romain is naturally blonde and yes. has blonde eyebrows. So I think they definitely darken her eyebrows for the UNA, whether she does a colour or whether a wig or, you know, hair pieces and stuff like that. But her eyebrows seem very straight as Una. Um whereas oh, yeah. as Rebecca Romain's a a little more curved. So I think there might be obviously not as severe as a Vulcan eyebrow, but I think there might be a little bit of shaping going oh, she's on. She's not there. exactly
0: a human, is she? True. Yeah, uh, when you look at it, they're more like
1: just straight across. Yeah, yeah like
0: looking at the horizon. Whereas a picture of her, they're more sort of they've got that curve in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very mm, good pickup, Matty. Good pickup.
1: Because there was always something about Una, and I was just like, why does she look so different? There's
0: definitely something about Una. <laughs> She's an attractive lady. Calm down, buddy. Well, mate, like I'm, I'm a male. I notice okay, this.
1: What member of the crew aren't you attracted to at this point? Sorry, what member of the female crew? Aren't you <laughs> I attracted was gonna to. say. <laughs> Hey, we established last week. Unfortunately, Spock Sp- Spock, Spock, got Spock booty. has the best ass. He's got the best ass out of the whole crew at this point.
0: Um, the station itself, Maddie. Yeah. Massive. Absolutely massive. Like that thing was almost as big as the collector from uh what is it? insurrection? I would say bigger. Yeah, it was huge. Mm. Like, in the inside, like to begin with, when they first showed that shot on the inside. And it had Pelia and Una together. Mm. I was like, that can't be the inside of them, the cell. And then it was like, oh, no. And then I was like, no, that's yeah, the station. Because I was station, like, yeah. in my mind straight away, I like raged for half a second that they've got the scale wrong. <laughs> but I just went in that full Star Trek, like, yeah. like rage. Like, why so are they simple. doing this? How
1: could you get that so wrong?
0: Yeah. Like, it's not the JJ verse. Yeah. Um. It's a shame
1: we didn't see more of it, but I guess it's a budgetary thing. They just kind of we just saw that one little corridor, have we, the, with the mat extension behind it, <laughs> or the digital mat extension.
0: Have we seen anyone with deuterium poisoning in Star Trek before? I can't think of any. Like, there possibly I don't could think be so.
1: Was it an issue? I mean, you're the Enterprise guy. Was it an issue when they had to like live in the nacelles for a couple of days? Or something? No,
0: the only thing a- about living in the cells was that it was like one of the more shielded places, and that was it. They yeah, never spoke right. about the any deuterium problems in there. So oh, yeah, yeah, that that's that's an interesting point. Actually, yeah, never
1: heard of it. Like I said, the only time I really sort of remember hearing a lot about deuterium is in Voyager, like early on in Voyager. Um, yeah, because they needed us fuel and and they talk about collecting it and Balana had to build, like, a deuterium refinery on board the ship somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, like, really early on in, like, that episode, um, The Cloud, where um, it turns out to be, like, a life form. Makes storm. total <laughs> sense. Mm. <laughs> and then I think, uh, oh, oh, I'd have to go back and check, but um, The Haunting of Deck 12. We might see the Bassard Collector sucking in some, de- some deuterium there. I'm not too sure. Oh.
0: Hey, anyone listening to this, go back, and watch it. No, I'll
1: go back and watch that one. It's Voyager. I'm happy to go back and watch that Slip one. Slip into my DMs yeah. then. Let me know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, I'll probably I can watch it as well. But you know, like sometimes yeah. I run out of time to do these things. Mm. You yeah. know? Sam Kirk. Porn Stash. Porn Stash. Like, yeah. what the hell? Get is rid that,
1: of it. Is that a throwback to like obviously there's that like he's only referenced in like one episode of the original series, isn't he? Where yeah, it's like, like but it's like shatner with like a bad mustache on or something yeah. like that and that's basically it isn't it yeah
0: like the I, I i think we've gone to i don't think we should have this that character in the show like he's a, he's a good character don't get me wrong i like yeah. him as a character but he's just there as an excuse so we can see jim
1: but i i mean i, I don't know my tos law, but D- isn't he serving on the Enterprise the same time as Kirk? Because does oh I don't know. Is there? A, that. There's an episode where he dies on like the original series, and it, is that, I, and I, I'm going through and rewatching the original okay, series because it's, it's literally it's William Shatner in a in yeah a, it is, yeah. A, and it's like he dies or whatever, and it's a, I think it's like a um it's a fake out to the audience where you think Kirk is dead and then it turns that's just his brother or something. So mm. which is I mean I'll give this whole episode a pass if all the interactions between like Kirk and Uhura in the bar thinking he was hitting on, like hitting on her and then Uhura, Spock and Kirk at the bar at the end. Like if that's all a reference to something that's mentioned in TOS, then it, it gets a pass. Like it, I'll forgive all that. Um, but I'm not a, I'm not a TOS. Yeah. Look, I um, haven't watched the TOS TL- so. series
0: as much as I have say next gen DS9 Voyager Enterprise, mm. like not at all. And you know, and that, rewatching it again now, like as a much older person than when I first really started to watch Star Trek, I I do appreciate it more now. And and that yes, that does have something probably to do with the fact that some of the visuals have been digitally updated as well. But yeah, it's just I, I it's hard when you grow up on say the next generation and Voyager and D S nine and then to go back and watch, you know, the stuff that come before. It really is a little bit difficult. Yeah. But yeah, it is. Like, it's like, as I said before, like the people that have, you know, now just getting into Star Trek, watching Discovery, going and watching the next generation, like especially the first season, people would be like, what the hell is this crap? Yeah. Like, and I don't blame them for thinking that.
1: We, uh, we spoke about it in the episode. So I was just Googling it. And I, to be fair, I wasn't listening to a single word. You just said then, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, when there was a pause. Sorry, I'm talking to you guys was, that are listening. Uh, when there was a pause, I was like, yep, yep. Um... <laughs> We were curious about, like, who's the older... Because there's that whole thing about, you know, Sam feeling threatened by um, by Jim and yeah, all he's old. doing, all like, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, good one. And, yeah, so Sam is the older brother.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, because we did discuss um, that, too Yeah,
1: we were curious about that. So...
0: Was he in the Kelvin timeline?
1: That's, that's what I don't know. I would assume he would be then if he was born first, if, if Sam yeah. was born first then jim was born second and that's when chris hemsworth died like he's so dad was died. he
0: on the kelvin as well because both his parents were there true
1: i don't know oh have we found another mistake i don't i don't know i just i remember i feel like there was two kids that stole the car though when yeah, potentially. when they play yeah. when they play um Beastie Boys, almost said Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very <laughs> different film. Uh, when they play Beastie Boys for the first time, I feel like there's two kids that stole the car. Uh, which I feel like is yeah, is Sam and, and Jim. Um, As a
0: standalone movie, yeah. yeah. Not too bad. But yeah, I just it's been a while since I've seen it, hey.
1: It's I always say I get to point out it's a fine sci-fi film. It's a terrible Star Trek film. Yeah. Um Yeah, so like obviously they're playing up. The whole um, Sam and Kurt, uh, Sam and Jim don't get along, but it just made Sam feel really petty. Like his little brother got a promotion,
0: and he's the and he, he's the youngest person to ever do it.
1: Yeah, and guess what? He didn't bring it up. Sam did. Sam like. Yeah, was, Sam was
0: a bit. He's jealous of his. Yeah,
1: Jim was like, "Oh, so how's, how's your astro xenobiology going, or whatever? And what's new?" And
0: I'm pretty sure you got that right. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: take you word Um, and he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, no, everything's new. Everything's exciting in it." But let's talk about why you're really here. You're here to talk about your promotion, and like, fuck off, like shut up, dude. Like, he's a, he's he's a science bro. He's not gunning for the captain's chair anyway. Is he? Like, he's quite happily being a scientist. Jim is in command gold. He wants to be a captain. He's working towards that. What? Why make him feel like a dick about it? Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: like people have different goals. Yeah. Like, like you know, like... I do different stuff to my brothers and sister. Like, you do different stuff to your sisters. Yeah. You know, not everybody has to do the same thing as what their family members do. Yeah, so, so I don't know. they would be a dick, Sam.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, they do bring up that it's like, you know, his name is George Sam Kirk and he doesn't even go by his father's name and blah, blah, blah. So it's just like, bro. Like, yeah, I think
0: he's got some relax. trauma.
1: I would like to... I'm just trying to, like, while we're chatting, I'm trying to Google the... Oh, yeah, here's the image. So there's the image of like... Um, Oh, yeah. dead William Shatner with a bad mustache on, but um, yeah, I'm just trying to find out what the go is with um, with all that stuff.
0: So Pellia disobeys Una, and she finds the Sabbath Tour. All right, lots yeah, of Pellia and Una like headbutting in this episode. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was great stuff. All right, now th- this is a bit of a follow up from last week. So Chapel and Spock are playing 3D chess. All right. And they're having a little bit of a chat led by chapel really about their relationship. And then like, do they actually have to tell staff lead about it? Yeah. And Spock's like, well, is there anything to tell them about? Like, Oh, I was like, Oh, <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, yes, you don't show emotions, but we really know that you guys have emotions. It's just you've got emotional intelligence as well. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's it. And it's like the way, the way, um, Chapel like pushed Spock out of out of frame last week. They were banging. There's yeah. stuff. There's stuff to report. Oh yeah, like absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's in the cutting room floor.
1: Xeno-anthropologist. There you go. You were close. Just, I was close. Just while I was. I like
0: how they uh, mentioned Schrodinger's cat. With that reference there, they keep like, keeping their relationship a secret. It's in the box and no, until anyone sees it. It's a secret. Yeah,
1: and I do like the added layer of a Vulcan just being like, "No, that's not how science yeah. works." <laughs> I'm like, "That's that's a." That's She's a like, "It's fun. just
0: a reference." So, no, that was really good. I noticed that uh, the bar member, he's a Bolian. Yeah, I've it,
1: seen him uh, in a few episodes.
0: So there's, a, there's been, like, a couple of times where I'm like, oh, we need to see more aliens on the ship. So, and I really liked that. Like, I like seeing the other aliens. Yeah. Like, was... And I know it sucks for the actors having to get dressed up in all that alien makeup. I
1: mean, it's a sci-fi show, man. Like, that's that's what for we For someone wants. that's
0: getting paid $26 and then a residual of one cent per month, yeah. like, yeah, I can understand <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I did see, like, in that, there was a cool shot right at the end as you kind of focusing on um, Kirk, Ahura and Spock sitting at their table in the bar, and it kind of pulls out through the doors. You do see what I think is a, the guys were talking about the other week, um, the other founding members of the Federation, the Tellerites. Group, The Tellarites. I think there was yeah, a Tellarite in gold there, but he was a very tall, lanky for a Tellarite. Tellarites are normally kind of a little squatty, a little rounder. So maybe he just he was just a, a you know a space hippie with a with a big beard. So. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Um I'm just trying to find the um the death of um Sam Kirk.
0: So I, I liked Pike and Hura's first meeting. That was great.
1: Oh there we go, sorry. Operation Annihilate. Ah, yes. By the time the ship arrived, Sam was dead. His wife died soon after. Their son Peter lived and was ultimately freed of the parasites. Whatever that means.
0: A- as a a military man and someone that is very interested in firearms as well. I have mm. to mention the way Pike held his pistol and flashed right was wrong. Yeah. Everybody else did it correctly.
1: Well, was it wrong or was it just how fleet captains hold them? <laughs> <laughs> So
0: normally you would hold, if you're a right-handed shooter with a pistol, your pistol obviously goes in your right hand, your torch goes in the left and the pistol goes over the top. Of the wrist of the left hand. I mean,
1: even I learned that back in the 90s watching the X-Files. Like, Mulder and Scully did that every exactly. day
0: Exactly. But see, like, even these days, we don't even have to do that because you get an attachment that goes on your pistol with the mm. light on it. Why can't they do that with a phaser pistol? So, but yeah, Pike, every shot, he had it wrong. He had it around the other way. And I'm like, come on, man. What? Yeah, like, he was the surely only one. someone would pick that up.
1: Yeah Yeah And yeah Once you pointed out It's something I couldn't unsee And then <laughs> I just saw Every other person Doing it correctly And he was the only one Doing it incorrectly. I
0: think that's just One of those random things That like I'm probably one of the Only people That has noticed that Yeah, yeah. Maddie's sitting here He's actually testing it To see how it would feel And It just It looks wrong you, Like j- straight
1: Yeah <laughs> just You're just adding All that extra weight On your firing hand Yeah it's like, like Yeah And it's just, not as if
0: A phaser pistol's got recoil <laughs> So you're holding the weight yeah. down on.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's unfortunate. We that's... saw another
0: nurse on the ship as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Like the,
0: another white uniform. Like We yeah. haven't seen that really, not have a, we?
1: Not a male nurse, though. You couldn't have male nurses in this
0: time. No, we didn't. No. 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 no, no. All right, and La'Anne's first actual meeting in the hallway there, and you mm. could see that she was, she's still pining for him.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. I don't. For now, I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. I don't like, I don't, I don't yeah, no. Nope, nope,
0: nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pelia and Una, they really have it out in this episode for a little bit there, and they sort of... I think they've come a a bit of an understanding now because Pelia gave her a C at the Academy. Mm. And she's like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't deserve a C. And she's like, yeah, you did. I think... But to me, it feels like Pelia just gave it to her just to bring her down a notch. Yeah, absolutely. Like, but then
1: also did sort of lean further into the, well, it's not actually about the C. It's about you dealing with Hemmer's death. Because apparently this is the episode of everybody deal with Hemmer's death.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, like a little half a season after A little late,
1: yeah. Uh, and it's
0: like- And we, she calls her a space hippie.
1: Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> like, I, I see it. <laughs> like, she's definitely a hippie. I do want to know, I, I still want a story on the brooch. The this ex, is The extra brooch that she's wearing. This is
0: Carol Kane in space. This is not Pelia. This is Carol Kane in space. Yeah. Oh, this is
1: her character from um, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, that? I love that show. Yeah, that's- it's basically just that character in space. Yeah, I, I love that. That was a um, really good show.
0: That was one of the actual first shows I ever watched on Netflix when I got it.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think I ever finished it, but I did watch at least the first couple of seasons.
0: It was pretty fun. Yeah, no, it was definitely fun.
1: Um, Yeah, so she did kind of sort of pick up, like Pelly picked up on the fact that Una's actually being a bitch to her because, like, uh, what's the what's the Harry Potter reference? Um, I don't know. I'm not Harry Potter person. How dare you stand where he stood? Um, and, yeah, she's just upset at, that Pelley is doing Hemmer's role. and But, yeah, like I don't – I could be wrong. I mean, I've only really watched the first season. It's like grow maybe, up, guys. People die. Maybe twice through. Um, and I don't really remember um, Una and Hammer uh, ever really having much screen time together. So it's, it's a weird choice to then make that the reveal that, oh, it turns out she's actually really close with Hemmer as well and she's having trouble with his death. Maybe Hema was just getting around. But but also like, <laughs> Una Una w- didn't really have any overlap with Uhura's story. And Uhura was the one that was bringing Hema back up. So why was Una suddenly also having an issue with Hema? And why are we dealing with this in episode six? Why aren't we dealing with this in episode one or two of the season when Pelly was first introduced? Yeah, you're right. You know, and given that, like, we had, Pelley was in the first episode and she's like, I'm going to help you steal the Enterprise, Spock. And then we saw past her in Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. And then I don't think we've seen her since. So, like, what what are we doing, guys? Mm. Like, make up your minds with what you're doing. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I, I like how in this episode, uh, Kirk said to her about, Getting her a cookie and that they are real cookies and not from the matter synthesizer. Mm. I thought that was cool. Like it's a good little reference, like back before replicators, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a nice touch. But yeah, like Uhura definitely needed a cookie though. Yeah. Despite her saying that she doesn't want a cookie, she, yeah, like, she was very you getting a cookie, woman.
1: She was very petulant. Yeah, and yeah, wasn't a fan.
0: What did you think? Like she obviously the actor would could. It seemed like she could really just cry on demand as yeah, well. Yeah, like, yeah. She no, did she, that yeah, she was really, really good well. At that. Like I thought that was great. Like yeah. although I noticed that her tears sort of come from the middle of her eye. Like, Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I that's just something that I noticed cuz you know in the few times that I've cried in my mm. life it generally comes from like the inside corner but Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's got wish, Maybe she's one of those ducks.
1: good actors that can like hold it. Like they can just hold it. Maybe they had maybe someone like it. standing back and, and get like, it to work. it on her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it could just be the old, um, the old menthol trick or something like that. So it's um, the old menthol,
0: menthol trick. Uh, they spray like, um,
1: like a menthol solution in your
0: eyes, and it makes your eyes water. Oh, yeah, that sounds horrible.
1: That's what actors have been doing for decades. <laughs> see, I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, see? yeah. Maddie did more acting and stuff than I've, yeah, I. I have done a smidgen in high school, but that I was just, about
1: it. I also watch a lot of television.
0: Yeah, watch, I listen to a lot of audio commentaries. <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> Um, Maddie is the guy to go to to talk about this sort of stuff. Love so. some trivia. All right, so Sam, you know, he actually is the one that helps Uhura understand the message. Really, like, yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, again,
1: and again, why? Why was Kirk? Why was like Jim Kirk? there? Yeah. like he didn't need to be there. Yeah,
0: one. we didn't need. Yeah, you know, yeah, James Tiberius Kirk. We yeah, really like what, needed George Sam Kirk. What the whole what, time? How, how was he
1: allowed to have this much time off his ship? If everyone like, it's not like anyone had shore leave. Like they were there to work. They were mm. two ships in the nebula. They were there to work. He's about to become first officer, so I guess I'm assuming that means he's going to get a promotion to lieutenant commander at some point. Did they even establish, or maybe it's been established in canon? Like, what what position does he hold on the ship now as a lieutenant? And. He, he said something about he has to train his replacement.
0: Yeah, so he'd be like third officer. But yeah, what does he actually do on the he's ship? He's
1: wearing gold, so he's not allowed to fly the ship because apparently you're not allowed to wear gold. Well, and only Eric is allowed to fly the ship. Well, no, I just mean, well, <laughs> Sulu famously flew the ship first and, and he was in. wore gold. Now for this one, Eric is in red, but Kirk's in gold, so he's not
0: flying the ship. I don't think she would look good in yellow, but I think you said that last week
1: yeah yeah it's one of those things but then it's like well then he could also technically he should also be at. he could be good at tactical but um you have to be wearing red because laan's wearing red at tactical so it's like literally the only person we see wearing gold is una who is first officer and pike who is captain and jim is neither one of those things at this point yeah so why is he wearing gold what
0: what is it? See now oh yeah. I now need to go watch yeah. the other episodes again to figure it out. I'll uh, you know, Google it, which I'm sure that'll be quicker. Yeah, anyway, they have to shut down the station. They blow the station up, which is cool. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah, even though it probably destroyed a few of those aliens.
0: Um Yep, Sam 70s porn stash, gotta go. Yeah, needs to go, sick of it. But what did you think of Sam's lab?
1: Oh, it looked pretty cool.
0: It was a big lab and it had a lot of uh, I like skeletons. Skeletons and stuff like it looked like it had a lot of fragile stuff to be out on display in a starship which yeah, gets rocked one, around. Yeah,
1: one little sort of bit of turbulence or one torpedo hit and that's all flying <laughs> everywhere.
0: So I think probably Sam spends a lot of time fixing up all those skeletons. What do you reckon?
1: Probably. Maybe they're all in like their little stasis fields, so they're fine. But it does it definitely reminds me of going to like a natural history museum and you just see all the little Skeletons and stuff, birds and stuff.
0: So, overall, yeah, I didn't mind that episode. It wasn't the most exciting episode. I actually preferred last week's episode over this one, personally. Um, And it looks like the people did as well, looking at the ratings on IMDB. So, Charades last week got an 8.4. And this is currently... Lost in Translation is currently sitting at 7.5. 8.4
1: is higher than I would have expected for Charades. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, this one's currently sitting at 7.5. Among the Lotus Eaters is at 7.4 at the moment. And so, yeah, this is the lowest... uh, Sorry, Among the Lotus Eaters is the lowest rated episode of the season so far.
1: What was that one again? That was the Memory Forgetty one on the ice planet, wasn't it? Yeah, that's probably fair.
0: So next week's episode, Those Old Scientists, I have Mm -hmm. a feeling that this... Like, just because of the hype behind this one, I think it's going to be the highest rated episode of the season.
1: I think we're gonna have to sit on like different couches, far apart, because I don't want to be that close to you or you have a boner the entire time watching this episode.
0: Look, Marin is hot, but she's not that hot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, it's gonna be a cool episode. I'm actually really oh, looking no, forward I... to it, and I think everybody else is really looking forward to it, except for Maddie.
1: Uh look, it's not that I'm not <laughs> looking forward to it. I'm just like it, it. It could be. It could be fantastic. It could be a
0: mess. Yeah. It... The little clip that I've seen, I'm like,
1: okay, that's not as terrible as I was expecting.
0: I need to actually watch that clip because uh, I, ha- I haven't watched it yet myself.
1: No, I was just – sorry, I was just to go back to I was running through the – while you were reading out the um, the, the scores and everything, and I was just um, uh, opening up my phone to it. And, yeah, I am glad to see that the Ad Astra Per Aspera is, um, is the highest rate of the season so far. Yeah. that's um, I, I would agree with that. that is, that's the, definitely the strongest of this season to me so far. Yeah, um, I,
0: I really like. I thought that was a brilliant episode, yeah. and
1: but yeah, very very surprised to see that um, charades is the next highest. I wonder what um, episode. Okay, everyone seemed to like Spockamock um, last season. That's got an eight yep. eight star rating, so no, that's good. I yeah, I, I enjoyed last season's more than than this season's.
0: I think those old scientists uh, is going to get like a nine. I reckon. Yeah.
1: I mean that's a big call. The pilot's only at an eight point
0: two. Yeah, I, I just I think there's a wow. lot. Wow!
1: So that means oh no, sorry. Um, the season finale of last season is the highest rated at a nine point one.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. What did the uh like the old timey um fairy tale episode get? That's the lowest six point one. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot lower than I thought too. Yeah. That
1: I mean that's earned though.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's um, it's very interesting to see like that's good. what people are liking and what. So they're So that
1: not. means yeah. At aspera per, a, ap, per. whatever it was. Ad Astra
0: per aspera,
1: aspera, That's the one. I, can, so I keep want to say asparagus. Uh that's the second <laughs> highest rated episode of the series so far. Yeah. Right. Oh, that makes behind, sense. Behind um, behind a quality of mercy, which is the season one finale. Yeah. Right. So, which is pretty good considering that had the discovery time crystals in it. So that's uh, that's pretty good.
0: Hmm. Anyway, as I said, next week's episode is those old scientists. Have you got anything to finish out on the episode there for yourself, Maddie? Any final thoughts? Nah, nothing. <laughs> no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, um, he's like, fuck. Am I? Cr- oh, Craig's put me on the spot. Am I supposed to? <laughs> don't don't suck. All right, where can we find you on socials, Maddie? Um, H-I-G-I-
1: oh, no, <laughs> at High Pitch Maddie. H I G I. At High Pitch Maddie on Instagram.
0: H I G H. E i t c h m a t t y. That's the one. And where else can we find you? On, that's it. Just, just on Instagram. Yeah,
1: I'm not on Facebook like you, Grandpa.
0: Yeah. What about Twitter? No,
1: I mean, I look at Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter. Yeah, you just look at it.
0: Yeah. So, okay, that's a little bit weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't post things on. There. You can find myself at Geek in Camo on Facebook and Instagram. Ah, Old. Right. And is anyone on Threads yet? Yeah. You know? Not me. Jump jump into my DMs and let me know if you're on threads and what you think of threads. You know, is it comparable to Twitter? I don't know. Like, I I am on Twitter, but, you know, I've probably used it a lot more in the last couple of weeks than I've used it in the last 10 years. So, oh, Maddie's drowning himself on a drink here.
1: I forgot it was an ice cube Now I've got a dry ice cube in my mouth
0: <laughs> Until next time We will see you uh, next week For those old scientists
1: Have a not
0: Alright girls, guys and genies We're out hey! I swallowed it I hope he's talking about the ice Those old scientists Those old scientists Get into geek